yesteryear. Ballyhoo. Review. Hello again, listener. This is Zach talking. There will now be a slight pause while you say, Shut up! Shut up! Well, now that that's out of the way, I wanted to do a bit of catch-up with all of you. Needless to say, the adventure of yesteryear Ballyhoo Review has been quite a ride so far. There is an absolute bafflement on my end, as I was surprised that not only many people would want to or agree to be on the show, but also the fact that we have had people listening. Who'd have thunk it? I have been slow at times to respond to these outpourings of affection, and I wanted to share my appreciations to those who reached out with warm reception and those that have graced our presence so far. The Ballyhoo had many wonderful pushes in its initial beginnings, thanks to folks who either followed us onward after the shamely silhouette on Real Nerds, or found us through the wide world of the internet in various ways. You who have listened to the show, shared the show, and engaged with us over social media are some of the most lovely people in the world, and given what the internet can offer, you are amongst the finest that the internet can offer. You guys have encouraged me in ways that I cannot express the importance of without going into a five-hour diatribe, and you've already heard at least seven hours talking about Jack Penny, so might as well just let me see if I can keep this as short and simple as I possibly can. But you should know the affection is overwhelming. There's ones I'd like to mention here, with more to come as the shows roll along, as you guys deserve more than a shadow. In fact, you deserve a parade, but I don't know many people who know how to carry batons and twirl them around in a fancy notion. So to folks out there like Jay Ricard, Ian, Beatrice, Maggie, Andrew Saunders, Tyler Maybe, Tree, Stacy, Haley, Nick, Anthony Kuba, Brent Ballard, Kev Moore, Smokey, Charlotte, Ben, John, Adam Jewell, Joel, Shaden, Steve, Hope Sears, OTR Rob, Jamie, Ben, Brian, Karen, Sterling, Risa, Anastasia, Dylan, Ryan, Hayden, Jack, Tracy, Shannon, Bianca, Cheryl, Phil, Rob, and to all of those who gave us a listen or at least checked us out, my heart is absolutely indebted. And if I didn't mention you, please let me know through our channels and I shall rectify that on a future update show. After all, you guys deserve all the applause in the world. And like I said, I don't know anybody who can twirl a baton, so no parade. Sorry, guys. Without the guests, though, these shows don't even happen. Unlike other great podcasters, hearing just my voice alone for a prolonged period can cause severe damage to the sanity of oneself. We all go a little mad sometimes. That's why I have had to seek out folks whose passion for film and chatter could offset my own vocal tones with intelligence, charm, and much to bring to the table with insight and depth. And also humor, a very important ingredient of what the show does. For any serious situation we find ourselves in, we can always have a hearty laugh with any subject we are tackling in earnest. My first appraisal goes to the one that started it all, the boisterous and beloved Colorado filmmaker Zach Bynes, whose love of horror and the subversive kicked off our show with amazing glory as we talked about the insanity inside 1934's The Black Cat. Winding through a huge basket of how did this get made so long ago, Zach B. helped set the stage for the idea that these films of the past are not as still, stodgy, or clean-cut as pre preconceived notions 
would have you believe. His own love for things audacious and astonishing comes in even clearer when you listen to his own podcast, Talk and Troma, where broken taboo is just one of the many angles of fascination to be found in it. Next, I had aboard the podcasting legend and dearest of friends, Ryan Frost. His enthusiasm for Cary Grant gave us a way to plunge into a fine double bill of The Awful Truth and Mr. Lucky, two films which are a delight to revisit and discuss with the Grant enthusiast. He was also willing to try new things, as he explored the world of Jack Benny with us as we examined the Lubitsch classic To Be or Not To Be. His willingness to dive in combined with his love for film is an invaluable asset to any show, like his own show, Real Nerds Podcast. Yes, I'm on it, but Ryan's more fun to listen to. Then a certain old face emerged from the harsh shadow of a dim-lit set to bring forth tales of seedy crime when Adam Jewell came into the picture. Bringing forth his passion for Billy Wilder and noir opened up a big, beautiful world of a type of film that continues to dazzle us to this day. Breaking down its origin points with him was an absolute delight. He then brought forth his absolute sincerity and intelligence to the rather tough but necessary discussion surrounding John Ford and John Wayne with The Searchers. With his help, we were able to extrapolate tough subjects that are of the utmost urgency when discussing films of the past, providing the context needed to examine these films appropriately. Then Brandon Rose crashed into our lives next with as much bang and pow as the energy of his subject possessed, discussing it's a mad, 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 mad world. Hope I got all the mads in there. With my old friend was a delightful journey into the world of epic comedy and the audacity strewn about the picture. He brought that enthusiasm to us again for a shamly supplement when we dove into the world of high anxiety, a conversation that broached the subject of homage with great joy. He will be joining us again this week for a discussion of Buck Benny Rides Again, which may come into play at the end of this little episode. You'll have to stay tuned. Then the two fellows with a penchant for the hooch came in packing heat. And by packing heat, I mean they came ready with wonderful commentary on the subject of gangsters. Yes, Andrew Sanders and Tyler Maybe gave me their time to talk about the world of Warner Brothers gangsters with so many laughs that they could fit into 10 barrels of bootleg beer. If you haven't heard their show, Pop Culture Brews, you're missing out on a show that brings that same level of panache to the world of film discussion and craft brewery. If she can stand it, I can. Play it. Of course, when talking about one of the world's finest films, you need to have someone on board with with someone you have such a beautiful friendship with. And when talking about Casablanca, that means bringing aboard Matt Willicks. That outpouring of love and appreciation for a timeless classic such as this needed a strong heart, and Matt always brings that with sincerity and hearty humor. He brought that same amount of humor and just as much heart when we, we discussed Abbott and Costello's Rio Rita, he introduced me to this film, and he's going to be introducing me to some more Abbott and Costello films I haven't gotten a glance at yet. Stay tuned for more chatter about Bud and Lou. Ew. 
And there are times when we must travel outside the world of American cinema, and Henry Jarvis was a wonderful traveling companion. His choice of Sancho the Bailiff gave the listeners and myself a glimpse beyond the borders of Hollywood and into the world of Japanese cinema. It's a journey that is filled with introspection and appreciation that will definitely carry on as the show continues. John Strelick carried on our international tour by exposing the Ballyhoo to the first of David Lean's many travels abroad with a discussion of Italy in summertime. Listening to him expound his appreciation for Lean with a discussion of the sincere romance attached to the fling between Catherine Hepburn and Rosano Brasi was an elegant chat filled with true class. His proper manner with a slick sense of humor shall return with a discussion of the archers and of glorious technicolor. You can also check out his own filmmaking endeavors by watching his web series Antlers on YouTube, where you can also check out his short film Gunther, a masterpiece in dark humor if there ever was one. Thank you, I don't see anything there that I really want. I'm hungry for something, but it seems so far away. That sentimental sandwich that we shared one day. Of course, after all the drops of his name I had given, it was inevitable that we would start talking about Jack Benny. And who better to talk about Jack with than the loyal president of his fan club, Laura Leibowitz. But Laura is so much more than her legacy with Benny, having tastes that range the gamut of entertainment of the past with a distinct sense of irony that has her in a class with the finest of intelligentsia. Discussing Man About Town with her was a highlight of this show, and it kicked off an entire new journey of Benny research that will lead into something bigger. Stay tuned for more. Not for lobster, not for wine. That sentimental sandwich that was yours and mine. We then followed a lesser known comedy with one of the grandest of comedies, The Cream of the Screwball Crop my man Godfrey, and the only gentleman who was able to bring a passion and compassion to that discussion in a way that no one else could was Phil Vecchio. Phil gave us the observational humor and heart to a discussion of a film that knocks around the upper class while pleading for human compassion and dignity, all with a biting commentary that makes you howl as you learn. To have him aboard such a delicate matter was an essential and a thrill. He gives that same silly and soul to his own The Mandarin Orange Show and Alex P. Keaton is my friend, both of which you should all give a try. Then our show was invited through a tour of Hill House and the terrible things that happened there. And I was truly terrified at first. But I had the distinct honor of being guided through this terrain by THE Kevin Moore. Kev's love for the haunting made it impossible to not go into further territory of the actors in the film and their legacies outside of Robert Wise's masterpiece. 
he also started the, the spark that will ignite discussions of not only more wise, but of his old boss, Val Luton. Stay tuned, dear listener, and listen to Film Guff and Here Lies Amicus while you wait for Keth's return to the Ballyhoo, where he will dig deeper into the well of knowledge that he has to offer in the corners of cinema that no man dare tread without passions such as his. who got itself the two-strip Technicolor treatment with a rockling dose of symphonic jazz all underseen by Mr. Paul Whiteman. For this, we had to turn to Aaron Pendergast, a man who, whose own journey through making music theme fair was neat to have aboard as we got into the nitty-gritty of this broad but beautiful experiment in film history. Even as we pointed out the many issues of contention from a modern context, there was immense appreciation for the technical acumen that Aaron pointed me towards, and the further exploration from this rare form of technicolor that must be further explored. And Aaron's knowledge of filmmaking and what it has to bring to the power of cinema can be exemplified with his current production, The Blasting Room, which I hear will have some pretty exciting announcements coming soon. And then Ryan Johnson came aboard, and he brought a film that carries with it pertinent discussion regarding Hollywood as it was seen then and as it is seen today. He also managed to bring in a distinct and direct wit that led to some hilarity to play off of the sincerity that's more than appropriate when discussing a melodrama like The Bad and the Beautiful. It was a treat to see for the first time on my end, and to hear Ryan point to the many ways the film reflects today's climate and it's one of those many reasons why he's eternally welcome back to this program. Not to mention the fact that he and I still have many other fake movies to pitch. You should check out his actual work in the meantime on his own website to see that he doesn't just talk about films, but he makes them too. And with quite a unique viewpoint, I might add. We then made another podcaster, one of us, one of us, when we had Golden Age Hollywood's bad boy Smokey over to the Ballyhoo. But the bad boy moniker may be a little too harsh, at least for me, because his love for things old as well as new overbrims in a discussion over the contentious but undeniably unforgettable Todd Browning film Freaks. A film such as this required care. And over the course of many hours, Smokey was able to help me clarify and expound upon the genuine nature of a film that could only be made in the time that it was. There is a care he brings alongside his rather jovial nature that combines into one of the finest discussions the show has ever had, especially when it's something as complicated as Freaks. He brings all of this into his own show's Rated H and All the Best Lines, which if you aren't listening to either of those... Stop to yourself and wonder why you're not doing that. (laughs) 
The Ballyhoo couldn't go too long before asking over the amazing and versatile Marshall Rosales. His many appearances on Shamley proved beyond a shadow of a doubt, wink, that he has much to bring to the table. As he is a man prone to putting on 3D glasses, we decided to jump into the shining example of Andre de Toth's House of Wax. From here, the discussion went more towards the technical and led to the talk of innovation that enhances this story for a roller coaster ride that must be seen to be believed. He'll be coming back more to talk more with us, particularly on a Jack Benny episode, a very intriguing one, so stay tuned for that. When we went back to Lubitsch not too long ago, we were absolutely privileged to have Hope Sears from All the Classics aboard to discuss all things Matichek with a discussion about the shop around the corner. Having Hope aboard, she immediately gave her own experience and knowledge on comedy, past as well as present, and to her genuine affection for this story that has transcended the decades with a perspective on what still works and how a genre like the rom-com has moved forward. Her intuitive nature to bring everything in a showbiz history fan could want into this discussion comes into you on a regular basis with all the classics, where she ensures that comedy of yesterday will be given its proper due by a new generation. More recently, we reached episode 20 with a monster-sized event. And when you deal with such fare, it is important that you... You know what? Take that back. It is required to bring in folks whose passion shines through for any aged element the film might be bringing to the table and might be disregarded for. That's why Undead Matt and Krampus Cody proved just the right yes as we went into a discussion on The Blob and Gajira. These rockin' gentlemen proved their appreciation and admiration with a rollicking roll-on-the-floor laughter that was equally complimented by their sincere proclamations over the importance of these films from societal to cultural. They bring that same energy and vitality regularly to their show, Punk Rock Horror Podcast, which will give you the right dose of rock and terror needed to face the world. All around the wall, a splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. And just this last week, we were honored to have the illustrious author and historian Catherine Fuller Seeley onto the program. Having Kathy's insight into the world of cinema and its past proved very valuable in regards to discussing how a modern audience receives something like Sullivan's Travels, both from its depiction of Depression-era cinema and also its approach to how to address filmmaking itself. Her words were absolutely welcome and will be welcome even further into the future as we get into more talk of cinema in the past. Perhaps some pre-code era like Babyface. Stay tuned. The other person I'd like to thank is actually five people. Ryan, James, Henry, Corinne, and Brad. These five lovely folks have made podcasting such a joy with Real Nerds Podcast that when this show got started, they carried that joy into encouraging its existence. I learned how to conduct myself on a show and how to have a good time talking about the things I love thanks to their goodwill and guidance. Each of them and their passions from Marvel to Miyazaki 
are the best source of encouragement to share what you love with the world. I would not be here if it were not for Real Nerds Podcast, and it is an honor to have the finest start in podcasting one could have through them. I would also like to thank Adam Roach. It's no secret that the secret history of Hollywood was a massive inspiration for having even considered the decision to tackle the subject of early cinema from my own perspective. This wealth of knowledge, good heart, and excitement that he brings into his work is an invaluable inspiration that stands as a solid beacon for those who want to embrace the subject of cinema's past. He also happens to be among the most nicest people on the planet. And that certainly counts in a world that sees so much darkness in its wake. Adam, cheers, mate, as they say in your land, and cannot wait for Carrie Part 2. And that is it for the Ballyhoos so far. The plethora of conversations thus far are only the tip of the iceberg. And there is much below the sea line of Golden Age Hollywood to dive down and examine. I hope that Titanic analogy worked for you guys. I don't know if it did. Whatever. Might be about as uh, plausible as a Zeppelin party amidst the movie Madam Satan. And don't worry, Madam Satan will be discussed on the show because it has to. It can't be avoided at this point. But for the next 10 episodes, there will be a wide array of discussions ranging from more Jack Benny to the discussion of an ongoing topic known as the Archers and Universal Monsters. We will also be joined in the future by several wonderful guests, including a return from Shamleaf by Miss Olivia Carmel and the debut of the Poptimistic Boys, Anthony Kuba and Brent Ballard, who will be on hand to talk about a little Vincent Price movie that you may have already seen before but haven't thought about in a while. Stay tuned for that. And of course, starting in late summer of this year, a man larger than the life he led, with a million stories to tell about one of Hollywood's most intriguing personalities and influential filmmakers, who deserves a deeper dive. He proclaimed in his autobiography that he so no, saw no continuity in his work, none, none whatsoever. But we will discover that he may have given himself too little credit for the intriguing things he set the standard for and for the things he gave us in thematics over visuals. It will get crazy, and it will get adventurous, not unlike Houston himself. From the bottom of my silly heart, I want to thank you for listening to The Ballyhoo, and hope that you continue to enjoy the show as it carries on. Before we go, I'm going to leave you with a song. It is a song from the film that we are going to be discussing on the next episode, which should be coming out a couple of days after this little acknowledgement. It's called My My, sung by Eddie Rochester Anderson. And in the movie, he sings this to the luminous and lovely Teresa Harris. We'll be talking about them more. And perhaps in the future, I'll play a Jack Benny episode for you so that you can 
listen to the brilliance of Eddie Rochester Anderson on that show and how it broke so many barriers. But until then, this is Zach signing off. Okay, Mr. Anderson, take it away. I want to shout a poem about how I dream of that gleam in your eyes. I want to shout, but all that comes out is mine, mine. I want to sing of flowers in spring, but oh dear, when you're near, I just die. I want to sing and can't sing a thing, but mine, mine. I should say, oh, how lovely. I should say, ah, oh, how sweet. I could have Shakespeare at the tip of my tongue. But every time we meet, I look at you, and what do I do? I get weak, I can't speak, I just sigh. And though I try, the best I can sigh is mine, mine. episode of Yesteryear Ballyhoo Review. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Ballyhoo Pod and on Instagram at Ballyhoo Review Pod. That's R-E-V-U-E. Our theme was composed by Maddie Ghost. Be sure to check him out on Twitch for more of his music. Our announcer was Henry Jarvis. Be sure to watch his YouTube series Chewing the Scenery. This is Zach signing off. Stay tuned for Jack Benny, who follows immediately after station identification.